0: So we continue from the book of Romans in chapter 3, I'm reading from verse 21, Romans in chapter 3, from verse 21, for now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophet, meaning the laws and the prophet is a witness to the righteousness of God. You know, the law being the first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The prophets following after that, and all the prophets that God had called, the judges and the prophets. You know, so that is actually called the laws and the prophets. Okay? Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. for there is no difference. It is the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus that is the perfection of the works of God? And it is to all who believe there is now no difference between a Jew or a Gentile, there's now no difference between those who have some kind of prior relationship with God and those who didn't. You know, there's no, no difference between those who have some sort of heritage with the Lord and those who didn't. It is now same rule or for the same person the same privilege for everyone the same provision for everybody Meaning, it's not just it's not just the laws and the prophets he's having fun he's also contributing to the Bible study <laughs> he's having fun him you know so verse 23 now verse 22 sorry even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. To all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. Now, verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know, we used to quote that scripture a lot. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But you see, while we quote that scripture always, we, we tend to forget, you know, that he's speaking to everyone he's speaking to everyone we just quote that because we want somebody to give their life to Jesus you know and just slap some sort of sinfulness on everyone that is existent, and then you hear Christians even after they have been born again for several years say things like oh, all of us are sinners you know everyone is a sinner and I'm like are you people actually reading your Bible you know like so what exactly happened to you when you gave your life to Jesus you know when you give your life to Jesus, everything changed. You become saints of God, not just no longer sinners. You know, so it is vital for us to understand that that scripture there he was talking about was Paul describing everyone before Jesus came. You know, everyone before Jesus came, even those who walked faithfully in the law, you know, those who kept the law faithfully. The Jews who are the heritage of the laws and the Prophet. And the Gentiles who they had to bring the gospel to after a while, who didn't have it originally. You know, all have sinned. Well you see, as at some point the sinner have been changed or transformed into saints. You know, so that scripture is no, not does not mean that everybody is a sinner and we are all perpetually sinner until Jesus comes. What does that mean? But then what, what is the whole idea of Jesus coming? What is the whole idea of Christ coming to fulfill the law? You know, so that we are no longer, you know, sinners as it were. You know, we are saints. You know, the whole idea was for us to turn us from sinners into saints. So, no one should, you know, give that as a perpetual excuse that uh, we are all sinners in. eh? For the shortcomings. You know, not give that as a perpetual excuse for shortcomings. Right? Verse 24. Being justified freely by the grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, so the justification is not coming now by the abundance of obeying the law, or trying to, to, to you know by our own willpower or strength try to do the law. No, that's not how it is coming. Justification now comes through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation for His blood by His blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because of his forbearance. God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. You see, God passed over it. He's now become our Passover lamb. Jesus has now become the sacrifice once and for all. He's become the reason why God will overlook and forget what it is that we were, you know, and then deal with us as a new person completely. Deal with us as a fresh person completely. Right, you know, so has made a propitiation you know by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because of his forbearance. God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time now to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So not by faith. You know, no one is is already justified. You no, know, we now all enter into justification, you know, through Jesus, as in justification. You know, because of faith in Jesus, because we believe. We believe. You know, we are ju- we are we, be- we are saved because we believed. We're justified by faith. You know, saved by, by believing, justified by faith. You know, you know? I've shared before that there's a big difference between believing and having faith. Believing is that there's an evidence, an empirical evidence to support that thing. And so when they tell it to you because there's an evidence, you believe. All right. That God can save as he saved before. Yes. Are there evidences that he has saved before? Yes. So you believe that God can save. That was why God was angry with Israel, that after doing all this wondrous work in Egypt, after bringing them out with a mighty hand of power, after sustaining them and preserving them in the wilderness for how long they were there, giving them water from the rock, giving them meat even in the middle of, setting a table in front of them in the middle of the wilderness, of the desert, and then they, they still had the gumption not to believe. What else does he want to do for you people now to believe? It's like God making provision for you, you and I. You know, it's like God uh, giving us, you know, protection. You know, it's like God saving us from accident. It's like God telling us, "Don't do that." You know, and you eventually find out why God said you should not do that thing. It's like all those kind of things happening, and you have all kinds of empirical evidence that God is truly and genuinely interested in your life. And then you still choose to now believe, not believe anymore, and that way I don't even know whether God is still, in, God likes me don't know whether I, I am important to him you know you know i have a friend that used to say that to me and i'm like see don't go there how else do you want to know that god is on your side do you understand how else do you want to know that god is with you i mean yeah he, he didn't ask you to have faith from the beginning he asked you to believe and then he even when you were yet sinner christ already died for you so why are you not not believing I mean, there's an evidence that he already loved you he gave his life for you you know aside that even when you were still sinner whatever sinner means he was still answering your prayers the things you asked for he gave the things you wanted you got do you understand that and some of these people that are even righteous before god they are still praying god for those things and those things has not been released from heaven for them but you got it even though you were still a sinner so how else do you want to what else do you need to believe that god truly truly is for you and not against you that is actually what peace is cut off like okay like, what else do i do to you what else do i do for you for you to believe so salvation comes by believing but justification comes by faith because justification is a step further you know if you've read basic disciples you know, uh, is that praise the lord we say hallelujah to it all right you know if there is that discipleship if, you've, if you're familiar with discipleship from you know very well vast discipleship ministers those who do discipleship in law you know you will see you will see it's there that the first thing is salvation then they will talk about after salvation sanctification after sanctification they begin to grow gradually to get to what you call justification? If you read it in Scripture, in the team, let's not even follow what we see as strength You know, the Bible says many are he has called, he has chosen. Uh, you know, and then those he has chosen, he has what you know, uh, justified, and then the ones he justified, he glorifies. You know, so the chosen in that context is sanctification. He's called, that's salvation. He's chosen, that's sanctification, then justification, and then glorification. You know, so. In the con in the full context of things, God is, you know, faith is how you get justified. Then you now now that you have been saved, you now have to be able to believe I mean sorry, have faith that if he said so, then it's final. Have faith that he said so, and it's final. You know, it was Pastor Bodio Imadi that was giving an analogy, and that analogy really, really you really struck a chord with me. You know, it was like if you are sitting in this, as you are seated in this church auditorium right now, and you have a, a, a text message on your phone, ping ping, and you checked it, it says your account has been credited with 1 billion dollars or 1 billion naira or whatever. Do you understand? What will happen to you? Your countenance will change. If, but in fact, you might even jump up and start running up and down, like ha! Ah, but then he asked, Have you seen the money? No. Have you collected the money in your hand? No. Has as the thing finally landed in your hand? But well, you have a word, an information, that that thing is now yours. Your countenance changed. He says, So why is it that when you read the word of God, which is God's text message to you, that that thing is done or that it has already been credited to your account that the righteousness of God has been credited to your account which is it has been imputed into you why is your countenance still down? If his word already said that so 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 has been done why are you not jubilating and running up and down? Is it because you believe the bank telecommunication system more than you believe God's system or is it that there is a problem with your your confidence in the persona of the person who spoke the word is it not because we have confidence in the bank who sent the text message and an entity that is not a living entity that we do in the person of God who created everything that way what he has said is already done. You know, so justification is by faith in Christ Jesus. You know, so I think the old the whole crux here is that the just lives, you know, the justified lives by faith. You know, you hear we hear more that the just lives by faith. But nobody is just until they are justified. All right, so justification comes by faith, salvation comes by believing, justification comes by faith and that's why nobody needs faith to be saved you just need to believe and if you don't have an empirical evidence there is no evidence that Jesus can save you have the right to ask the person telling you about Jesus show me one life that Jesus has changed show me one life that Jesus has saved You know. and if the person doesn't have an evidence that the person can give to you he's a fraud hallelujah Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! We got your message. Jesus is magnified. Hallelujah! <laughs> so, the point I'm trying to make this morning is that uh, we we must all realize that we need faith to remain justified. Do you understand? And until we ex- exercise that justification by living in faith, we cannot see the glory of God cannot see the word of God He has spoken to those that are called they are chosen those who are chosen they are justified and those who are justified they are glorified You know, so the ultimate glorification which is the fulfillment of the word of God in our lives the fulfillment of that which God proposed to do with us you know uh, that ultimate glorification does not come if we are not justified by faith so what are we applying our faith to you know, uh, What is it that God has said? Do we believe it? And why is it that every time we talk about faith, the first thing that comes in our mind is always the material thing? If God says that He's going to revive His church, do we believe it? Are we not depressed by the things we see every day? But every time that depression comes facing us, do we respond to it with no, this is what the Lord has said concerning me and we rejoice because of that thing that God has said concerning that your, I mean, our business or the things that we are doing, you know, as work, do we we operate from the things God has said concerning me? Because that's the only way we are justified. And until that justification comes, the, 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 the glory of God will not be revealed in it. We don't become glorified by it. So it is important that we focus our heart on what is it that God has said concerning the matter, and define our actions from that. Because this, what is going on around is capable of distracting one. You know, you know, sensible explanation for things, sensible explanation for uh, you know everything. You know, when it's making sense. Because she didn't see me. That's the way things are now. You know, things are not the way they used to be. So that's the way they are now. As if the word of God is shifting. The word of God is not shifting. So if God has spoken concerning the matter, it is not shifting. Hello, young man. We have heard you. Jesus is glorified. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it boils down to uh, our Confidence and trust in the person who spoke those words that we are redeemed, that we have been redeemed and that our lives can be what he has said and that what he has spoken concerning us is the most important thing. That what he has said concerning us is the most important thing. The Lord will continue to help us in the mighty name of Jesus. We will fulfill destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Been saved by the grace of God. We have been saved by believing in that grace. Uh, May we be justified by the word that we have spoken as well. In the mighty name of Jesus. In faith, may we be justified in Jesus' mighty name. So this morning, let's just let's just pray to the Lord and ask the Lord to be gracious to us, to be kind towards us. That God should please increase our faith, increase our capacity to operate from His perspective. Increase our capacity to operate from His perspective. Increase our our capacity. Come on, we are praying this man. We are? Let's pray. Increase our capacities, you know, to do the will of God. Increase our capacity to to operate based on what God has said concerning us. Increase our capacities, you know, in, in fulfilling the counsel of God. In our lives in this season and in the seasons to come, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Everlasting Father, we are grateful this morning. We are thankful for the message that we have received. In that God, you have saved us, O God, by faith. Um, you have saved us by your grace, and now in faith we are justified. We ask that Father, let that process of justification begin in our lives bring us to a place of glorification by your word in Jesus' name. Let your word begin to come to pass in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your will begin to get down in our lives in the name of Jesus. We thank you, faithful Father. You be all the glory of prayer. in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen, and amen, and amen.